Welcome back to the program, everyone. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Uh, let's talk about uh, our guts for a little while, our intuition. Do you always listen to it? Do you trust it? Has you has your intuition ever told you to do one thing and you do the exact opposite? And how did that turn out? Well, Sunil Godse is uh, president. Did I get that right? Yes. Good. I, I forgot to ask. We were talking before about your book before you even came in, and I forgot to ask. So Neil Godsey is president of uh, Radical Solutions uh, Group, a consultant for bitches, businesses large and, so, and small, also a Londoner, also an author of uh, two books. His uh, second book is called Gut. I have it right here. It's a snappy uh, book with uh, a handy title, Gut. Uh, and uh, it's uh, talking about intuition, how it's uh, played uh, many different roles in people's lives. Uh, so Neil, first off, I appreciate uh, you coming in studio. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. I guess the first question is, did your gut tell you to write the book? Uh, it was, well, the gut to, my gut told me to write my first book, Fail Fast, Succeed Faster. And that came about from 20 years of experience. And the second book on gut was really going back and scrubbing a lot of the stories uh, where I got the common question, what was the common theme when people are successful? And a lot of it was trusting their intuition. And so with the failure stories, Obviously, the common theme there was not trusting their intuition, and that's how Gut uh, was born. Uh, and several of the interviewees from my first book, such as Bruce Croxton and Jim Treliving, were very, very happy to talk about their intuition because it's it's an integral part of their success uh, today, personally and professionally, and, and it, Gut was then born. It's interesting. I think sometimes when you talk about, uh, you know, the, the hardest decisions in life, the biggest decisions in life, they're easy. That you you know because your intuition, your gut, mm-hmm. what you want to do. The hard part is actually following through on that, and that's where uh, some of the problems come sometimes. And where you do I want to go through this with this? Do I not? And obviously, it has different results. Absolutely. The the there's there's actually research that supports that when intuition is at play, there's a seven to ten second delay between the actual intuition and the action or the decision. And it's within those seven to ten seconds that we all really screw it up. <laughs> So it's our emotions at play. We're really too rational. We fear failure or there's an ego. So either we want to fit in with a group uh, or we we have a a really high sense of self that we want to portray, but it's not really who we really are. And it's those negatives of hindrances, as I call it, that gets in the way of us really doing what we should be doing. So when we talk about intuition, what is intuition? Intuition is, it's really subconscious. It's quick. It really is based on on your experience and it does take into account your learning so i talk about explicit learning which is when you go to school and implicit learning so when you're born you're soaking up all these experiences that are relevant to you and when it comes to a decision or action all that comes together subconsciously in an absolute instant of time should we always listen to our gut or is our gut sometimes wrong the gut will sometimes take you through some negative experiences as a couple of the interviewees have gone through but eventually, those experiences will inform uh, you later. And I'll give you a good example. David Williams runs a very good company called Fishbowl Inventory out of the, uh, in Utah. And he has spent 2 to $3 million buying a property, which was under foreclosure in the U.S. After spending all that money with investors, uh, a lawyer, really sharp lawyer, took it away from him because it was in the bankruptcy courts. And he was left with the bill and nothing to show for it. He went through a depressive period, but after paying, he paid every penny back. Everybody was telling him, go bankrupt. In fact, the bankers are saying, my reputation is telling me that, or my, my people are telling me for my reputation, go bankrupt. And he wouldn't. He paid everybody, everybody back $5 at a time, $10 at a time. 
And now, because everybody trusted him, he runs his organization purely on trust. And he is winning rewards. He's growing 30% per year, year over year. And he regularly goes to Harvard. Uh, and the business schools don't know why he runs such a flat organization purely on trust because the research doesn't support him. But here he is living and breathing it. He's one of a number of successful people you talked uh, for the book. What did they talk about or mention to you when they talk about their intuition in, as they've gone through their, their business lives or, or lives in general? Some of them talked about going against their values. So, for example, Bruce Croxon, uh, his values was in teamwork. So you hire somebody for teamwork, no matter what skills they have. And he got enamored by one person with a lot of technical skills. Uh, and, and so he basically sidestepped what I call intuitive values or what drives your intuition to hire this person. And that cost him a million a month. Uh, Jim Treliving's case, uh, he instantly knew that expanding to Ontario was not working didn't have control, didn't actually think that there were two types of people, way people eat in Canada. And He's the chairman of Boston Pizza. For chairman of Boston Pizza. And, and had he not pulled back, he would have gone the same way as, as Mother's Pizza did, where it, it, they would have, they would have uh, failed for sure. And he pulled back, got on the plane with his partner, said, I intuitively knew that, that we've got to pull back. He did, and he saved Boston Pizza. Otherwise, we would not be eating at a Boston Pizza today. We have a couple in London as well. Absolutely, yep. It's, it's interesting about intuition because you can have people who are really successful who maybe not listen to their intuition and who obviously do and have success, but it's, it knows no certain demographic. People, people of all different ages, sexes, successes, listen to it and don't listen to it. You're, you're absolutely right. Uh, it is about your experiences, what you've been through, uh, your education. Uh, it, it knows no other boundaries. It's really your information source to let you know where to go. And it doesn't have to be magnanimous events. Uh, in some cases, well, with most of the interviewees, it is the big events that they remember because there's the largest impact in ignoring their intuition or trusting their intuition. But intuition is at play for even the smaller decisions. And so it's really trusting your intuition, no matter who you are and what situation you're in, that really matters. Is it something where... You have to learn to trust yourself or trust the intuition, or you have to maybe nurture that side of you to better use it to have success in your own life? The first part is really being self-aware. So intuition does, uh, there are indicators with intu intuition, both internal and external. And if you're not self-aware, if you're really too concerned with other things, or you're very emotional or, or the ego, as I've mentioned before, you're not really in tune with your body. And when you're in tune with your, your body, however you want to get there, whether it's yoga, med meditation, even just taking a shower or going for a bike ride or taking a walk in the woods, intuition starts speaking to you. And if your mind is busy doing all those other things within those seven to 10 seconds that are screwing it up, then you'll never pick up on those signals because intuition is really there. You can see why, you know, it, it might be something we struggle with, even if you've used it to your benefit in the past, because we as human beings, you know, we have times when we're feeling good and times when we're not feeling good. And obviously that impacts how you make some of your decisions in life. As with anything, there's, there's a repeat cycle. Uh, and you can be a so-called expert at, at trusting your intuition, but there, there are going to be times where maybe you do type of get myself, yourself. Uh, I, I consider myself great in, in acting on my intuition or trusting it. But there are times where I'll say, well, you know, maybe I'll give that person a chance. Or maybe, you know, I'll just play this situation a little bit longer and see what happens. And more often than not, I'll go back saying, yeah, you know, I don't know why I give that person three chances when, you know, the first chance I knew that I shouldn't have done it, you know. 
Did you learn anything from the, from the book yourself as you're going through it, or? I, I learned different ways of, of learning about intuition, about external indicators, and coming up with these uh, these things. So I'm very good with, with people, but are there situations that I can learn? So there's always a learning that I, I had through different stories and how they tackled their intuition, some of the experiences that they've had, and how their thought process. There were some stories that actually didn't make it in the book, which were, which were confidential, but uh, uh, fantastic stories uh, where you actually uh, can... It can learn about different ways of trusting it or different indicators, whereas I've got uh, several now because I'm thinking about it when I'm writing the book. I thought it was just driving to Toronto, but I also know that when I fly, somehow when I cross the Canadian border, I think strategically. Uh, when I shower, I think very operationally in my business and my personal life. Uh, so going through the book really got me to think about parsing these things uh, in a little bit more detail, uh, and I'm hoping the readers would do the same. Could this lead to a third book, do you think? Or do you have any ideas for a third book? I certainly do. My wife has an idea that says, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, and so it, many people say, think about the better half. But if she allows me to write a, a third book, uh, there's there's a lot about connection and why when you're thinking about somebody, they actually appear uh, or they send an email. And it happens too often for people, for myself. Uh, and when I talk to others, uh, even through the, 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 the stories of intuition, that it can't be coincidence. So what is it? Is it really tied to int intuition? What is it? What does the research say? Um, and if my, my better half allows me to, to move a little bit forward in that, you know, do the research, talk to some more people, is this something that people really can, is it interesting enough for people to read and share some more stories about it? And how can they really make that connection possible? And maybe the intuition part is to make the right connections and not the wrong ones. How long does it take you to put together a book like this? The first one took me longer, so I started in 2012, so that was about a, a year. This one took me about three to three and a half months, uh, simply because I, that, by that time I knew the business of book writing, the process of book writing, and I had a lot of the, uh, the book writing placeholders in place, essentially. So this one was relatively quickly. Well, if, you, uh, if anyone wants to get it, where can they pick up a copy? Uh, they can go onto my website, gutincorporated.com. It's on failfast, succeedfaster.com, amazon.ca.com, barnesandnoble.com, chapters, uh, Indigo Online. Um, so lots of ways ebook and uh, hard copy are available. Appreciate you coming in today. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. That's uh, Sunil Godse, uh, author of uh, Gut. Interesting book.